Shout out to our Patreon producers for helping make this show happen. Who are they? Let me read them off to you. Trevor Starkey, Joe Beezer, Mohammed Mohammed, a blackjack, Stephen Johnson. Scott Hardinger, Fanatic Gamer 1986, Drunk on Riding, DJ Canto, Neil Maraquin, Sancho West, James Gastings, Ben Fraley, Eduardo Cabrera Lechuga, Michael Howard, hey, Snowbike Mike, uh, Daniel Haynes, Casey Kern, and Mateus Forshim. Thank you all for supporting us. You too can support us. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 208 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by two of my favorite people in the world. We got Andy Cortez and Fran Mirabella. <laughs> We're sitting really close to each other. It's good. Know. It's really you guys don't really know that. Well, it's because like when we do Gog, like Nick's over here. Yeah, he's or, like off the table. Yeah, he's like yeah. right here. Yeah, he's yeah. Just like leaning. I in. hate that like, angle, up, man. I hate that angle. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I liked good. it. Yeah. It's real good. I like the three quarters view. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, isometric yeah. is what they call it in, man, in the yeah. biz. I didn't know Andy was going to be on today. I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't either until like yesterday. Perfect. You know what we said? This is going to be a great show to have you guys on specifically. Typically, Greg still gallivanting the world. Um, Jared, R.I.P. I heard he died. It's crazy. What? And, uh, oh, well, you guys fired him. He was, yeah, just he was fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we're figuring all that <laughs> the stuff ongoing out. ongoing joke. Also, we know that the intro still has Jared in it. There's not much we can do about that right now because we have way too much going on. We are going to change that soon. I think keep Ish. it for a while. You I mean, know? Like, keep it, it for a while. Yeah. It took a while of having him on the show before we I'm hoping to, to have the new intro. Yeah. No, that's not true, Kevin. It was ready day one. Yeah, no, 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 that's not the... Don't worry about it. It was ready day one. The we didn't important. have it put in That's right. for several weeks. Yeah. More important fact, yeah, I was not in the intro on my shows for several. Till I got and it. it's always going to be, it's yeah, just, no, you know, just there's is. a lot going on. But there's I will delay. say, I'm hoping we have the new version done <laughs> by March. Yeah, March sounds fine. March. <laughs> Yeah. There's some yeah. cool things we're working on. Well, yeah. Oh, because you have see. to like announce if there's any changes with exactly. the intro we're or whatever. Right, that's enough. Things here and there and whatevs. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together to talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get the show early by going to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And if you're at the silver membership level, you get the show early. How early? You can be watching live right now as we record it every Thursday. Or you can just get the video and audio early on Friday. Or if you don't want to give us money, that's cool. I don't recommend not giving us money. But hey, <laughs> if that's how you want to live your life, Monday, 6 a.m., YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the globe. Just search for Kind of Funny Games Cast. I love you. There's just a stupid <laughs> level of humor that I feel like me and you share. No, it's because like around, comes around the, the globe table. Yeah. No, but no, no Greg does the around he does. the globe on games daily. Does. On games daily. And then no, one time, yeah, he does. He, he does doesn't. something. He doesn't. No. There's some, yes, he does. He's, no, I don't he, know. He, no, there's he, a tap. Of he some kind. says like on oh, podcast no. servers around the globe. No, 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 I, I go like this. No, 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 guys. I know what it is. By the way, it's not his hand. He grabs paper. Says around the globe. But at one point, at one point, me and Greg went. <laughs> the glow, and we like clapped, and then we snapped one time. Okay. Mm. Yeah. There you go. I remember now that it was like the paper. I hit marimbas. Okay. okay. Mannerisms. Put <laughs> marimbas out in this bitch. Um, Tim had marimbas on the show today. <laughs> You guys support us so much in the month of January that we're doing a whole world tour. You can see details on that stuff at kindoffunny.com slash events. Fran, 
You've been on the show now for a couple weeks. Some yeah. of the best episodes we've ever made. I Thank feel. Thank you. You know, then it feels like the people. I think it's been a month. Actually. It's, well. sad, it's yeah. sad to say Crazy. goodbye, friend. Yeah, yeah. this is it. This is it. No, but <laughs> we, we talk about show. intros with the show. We got a show that I feel today is perfect to have you two gentlemen on. We're going to be talking about uh, Rage 2 that you got to see, yep. Division oh. 2, Anthem, Apex Legends. Oh, my yeah. God. A lot of shooting Star-studded show. A lot Let's of shooting get... games, a lot of getting confused with controls. Like, uh, Perfect. Oh, it's like bouncing back and forth between it. Yeah. Between all those. Um, but before, Kingdom Hearts 3 for you. Yeah, hard. before we get to all that, I want to talk a little bit about Kingdom Hearts 3. Hmm. Um, the update from last week, I am now a lot closer to the end than I was before. Yay! I only have one more Disney World to get through. I'm in... Big Hero 6 land. Oh, San Francisco. AKA San Francisco. It's uh, very cool. How many like hours would you say? Um, you've I'm so like far? 22 in. Oh. I would say. That's not bad. Yeah. I think, I, I from what I hear, I have about eight left. So it's not insanely long. No. Like maybe it's a no, 30 no, no. to 40 hour game. Yeah. I, everyone that I know that's beat it has been around the 30 hour mm -hmm. mark. Some a little less, some a little more. Yeah. Um, I feel like my game clock's pretty accurate. Like there was one time I accidentally left it on. Yeah. But, but whatever. Maybe yeah. I. 15 minutes or something. 22. That's still plenty of time. Mm -hmm. And were you like a big uh, fan of the previous ones? Like, okay, this, Yeah, I went into yeah. a lot more details last week okay, on uh, my initial impressions. But, you know, everything I said last week stands and it just kind of continues. I, I'm very excited to finish this, go home and play. I'm hoping to wrap it up. I wanted to beat it by today, but that just didn't happen. Story of our lives. Um, What's yeah, making exactly. people finish faster than, like, is it them free roaming or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, the game's fairly linear. It's actually okay. very linear, mm -hmm. um, which I appreciate, but there is a lot of like side things you can go off and do. Um, none of them I'm not really going to do. There's one thing that I like, which is the, the hidden em emblems that are the hidden Mickey signs that are just all around the world. Um, and if you collect or take pictures of enough of them, you get to unlock the true secret ending. I'm oh. not going to do that, though. If I don't get enough in my natural playthrough, I'm just going to watch it on YouTube. Like, yeah, <laughs> smart move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, are you through, under, understanding the story at all? So here's the thing. I said this last week. And I, I've said it on a couple shows. The story's not hard to understand. It's just not good. <laughs> Like right. that's that's my problem. I know it's not a popular opinion among everyone, and like the, I've never seen a game more divisive than this. It's insane. The fan base is so ravenous for this franchise. Right. The I feel like you're just not allowed to have any criticism whatsoever. <laughs> Make no ifs ands or buts about it. I love this game. I'm having such a great time with it. It's super fun. The combat's rewarding and cool, and like there's so much about this that's polished and really feels like a lot of loving care was put into it. But I have. A multitude of criticisms for it that I feel are very fair and it's not just comparing it to um, modern games and being like oh well it doesn't mm -hmm. hold up here because a lot of people are like oh you keep saying it's like a PS2 game that's not necessarily a bad thing I'm like it's not necessarily a bad thing but not a good thing. In, in a lot of ways like there's there's real I'm not just saying that as like a, a boilerplate like easy answer of like mm -hmm. oh it's dated it's like no like it's very floaty the Thankfully, there's not much platforming, but the jumping and camera and stuff is not that great. Um, Though there is platforming. Yeah, like I'll be Very, I very, very light. Just like a little. A lot less than Kingdom Hearts 1 for sure. But it just kind of feels, specifically story-wise, right? This has always been a problem with the franchise. Um, the Disney stuff feels like it gets in the way of everything else. Like, especially in this one, all the games have been leading to this. This is supposed to be like the, the climax of this story that's been building for now 20 years, right? with all this this huge cast of characters that you either know or you don't know. But the thing is, like, do I understand the story? I do, because they really beat you over the head, like, to make sure you know everyone. It kind of reminds me of, like, Game of Thrones, where, like, 
there's so many characters and it's crazy to look at it now and be like, oh, I could name all of them or at least I could be like, that's the Red Witch. Here's the beef. Here's what, what these it's people like, yeah, are I don't know angry at each other. Name, yeah. You know, it's, but it's yeah. like, I, I know who they are. I know what they're doing. And it's I that know, way in Kingdom whatever. Hearts? Yeah, definitely. It's like that many characters that are. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I never have time to get characters into characters within characters of like, yeah. in my heart, there's three other hearts. And, you know, they're <laughs> it, it gets very ridiculous it and it's convoluted, convoluted. But it's yeah. like, every time something's weird, they explain it over and over and over and over. Mm. Like, you'll know that this character has three hearts in his heart because he'll say that a thousand times. And then Donald will be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds exactly like him. <laughs> but, but but going right through on. going through this, it's like you know, twenty years of the story building. Like it it feels weird to be like. It's not like there's a world ending threat, but it definitely feels like the bad guy. There's a big deal, bad thing going on, and it has never felt right, and still doesn't feel right to be like. But we're gonna help Rapunzel do this thing. Sure. Even and though there's a big thing going then, on. Yeah, it's like, we're going to put that on hold because Remy from Ratatouille needs some ingredients. Um, so let's get him some food. You yeah. know what I mean? So you think it's just like shoehorned in? in it's it's not going to shoehorn in. It's always been this way. So that's the thing is it's like there's a nostalgia to this game that I, I love where it's like it just it feels like a simpler time of playing games. And like the Disney stuff, uh, the Disney worlds themselves, each are about two and a half hours. They're really enjoyable, and like, there's a lot of fan service put into it. Um, most of the voice actors are the original voice actors from the Disney movies. So like, having them back That's is cool, awesome. and I, I feel like the, the biggest compliment I can give the story elements of the game are I feel like they do a really good job. Um, and this is not exclusive to the Disney side. This is also with the um, Kingdom Hearts exclusive characters. They do a good job of making each character act the way that they should and speak the way that they should. So it's like when when you see um, Hades from Hercules mm -hmm. uh, interacting with characters, it feels straight out of the movie, even though he's saying and doing things that weren't in the movie, you know. Versus when you see uh, Axel, who's one of the Kingdom Hearts uh, Organization Thirteen characters, like he has all of his catchphrases and he has his lines and he has the way that he interacts with people, and it's like they they really stay true to each character's kind of archetype, you know. And I, that stuff's cool to see because there's a lot of Disney magic there. And at this point, there's a lot of Kingdom Hearts magic. Like, there is memories tied to these mm. these characters that, you know, I grew up seeing in a bunch of different games. And, like, they all have – and it does get very convoluted and, and ridiculous. <laughs> but it's, like, that's part of the charm of it, you know? It's, like, this is one of those games where you're, you're either going to know you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. Like, there's no in-between. It is fun, I think, for anybody, though. I, I don't know anybody that's played this game and hasn't said it's fun. I bet it's got to feel refreshing to not have to, like, unlock towers or, uh, like, any sort of open world thing that we're sort of used to in single-player games nowadays where this is, it seems very linear. It's just fight to the next cutscene, fight to the next cutscene. But I have been seeing these gummy ships. What the hell are these Gummy about? ships have always been an issue in the franchise. That's, uh, it's like... That's how you get to the different worlds. You fly this little uh, gummy bear ship that Chip and Dale help you make. It's great. <laughs> perfect. Like just, perfect just, sense. Just all. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's best in this game than it's ever been. Um, but every time I have to do it, I'm just like, ah. I just, Wait, do you I fly wish. the ship? Or they just you fly the ship. It's, it, it kind of oh. feels like Star Fox. Like, okay. you're, you're in a light but, Star Fox. This game has a lot of mini games. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I've heard. It has a lot of, like, sort of call it cutaway to a new, like, 
Simple but gameplay. fun mechanic, maybe, but mini game type stuff all mm-hmm. over. So it sounds like it's got flying, There's a little a bit of platform occasionally. Mm-hmm. It's got just mini game a stuff. Like cooking. Sure, it's got slots. Okay, it's got cooking. Yeah, it's, it's just got, it's got everything. It's, a little, it's everything in kitchen sink, which it, it's what it's always been. But that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it is what God it is. Damn, I want to see the ESPN 30 for 30 on this fucking game so bad because it's <laughs> like, again, like 12 years of just development hell. It's not, though. See, that's the thing. There's like, there's a misconception about the franchise and about Kingdom Hearts 3 in particular. This game was announced in 2013. Announced. Mm. Yeah. It didn't exist before then. All the other games that they're not like spin-offs, they're titles in the franchise. They're just not numbered. Yeah. You know? But like Kingdom Hearts 3 was not delayed. Kingdom Hearts right. 3 was not Yeah, there was just a break before like, they announced it and then it took five years. It was announced at 20 E3 2013. Right. And so it's like like that's the thing, is like this game is modern. <laughs> Which is kind of the craziest yeah, thing see, is that this wasn't an old game. This was a new game. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's on a not too far off the path of both God of War and uh, Red Dead Redemption. And mm-hmm. they all were in development similar times, you know, time periods. Yeah, about six years or whatever. Yeah, right so yeah. just, I mean, to your earlier point, and that's what I've heard. It's like, this is for Kingdom Hearts fans. Uh, it's got that quirk to it. And it is a bit archaic feeling at times. But, but the but, thing there is like, but that's I, what it is. I do feel like it's for more than just Kingdom Hearts fans. I feel like mm-hmm. you can now become a Kingdom Hearts fan playing this game. Like this one, it's it's as much an entry point as one or two were. Like, but like you're why? not going to be lost. Like you can jump yeah, in and, and still not like it. I'm but. less worried about that. But I mean, mechanically, why should I play this game? The combat's or fun. Should I? Okay. The combat what is fun. The, combat the combat's fun. rewarding. It is a lot of different systems that are overwhelming at first, but then you get into a flow where once you're a couple worlds in and like you're actually facing like a horde of enemies of Heartless running at you, it's jumping from one to one to one. It's like you feel like you're controlling a cutscene, but you're controlling it. You know, yeah, yeah it's is it not context just sensitive, it, like a lot of that and Kingdom Hearts timing. Two, uh, yeah, like quick time event yeah, type things, but like paper, but Mario not in the negative way. It's not like, you know, people use QTEs as like an insult. But no, Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 was really that and God of War was what I think popularized that type of mm-hmm. uh, gameplay mechanic that alongside Resident Evil 4. But I feel like Kingdom Hearts had always done it in a way that's like we're going to keep things moving and keep them flashy. The combat is fun and flashy. And it's like, to me, that's what... That's cool. That's the core of this. And it's like, there's always some fireworks going on. There's always some craziness. But you always understand why. Mm-hmm. You always feel like you're in control of making those things happen. And the, again, it's fun. Like, at the end of the day, it's fun. And seeing these characters interact the way they do, that they do is really cool. The polish is unreal, which is why when things are off, it feels extremely noticeable. Hmm. Um, and yeah, there was a bunch of complaints that I went over last time. But like... There was a weird, a weird moment, and I, I like Frozen as a movie. I like Let It Go. I like all I this saw stuff. You tweet about this. Like I feel like people um, hate on it because it's popular, right. you know. But bandwagon in Frozen world, just like Fran hates ACDC. Well, oh god, anyway, pre-show okay, stuff. That was a pre-show thing. <laughs> Never said that. Yeah, you did. I said they were overrated. You, you get to you get to Arendelle, and like in the beginning, I'm like, this is they're doing some cool things with this this world. It's a little barren. The whole game's pretty barren, but it's pretty as shit. Like it yeah. looks like yeah. the movie, right? You're going through the main story beats of the movie because that's how. All oh, the really? Disney they intro work. all these. So that, that's what the Disney. That's kind of cool. When you go to the Disney worlds, you're essentially playing through a modified version of the story huh. of the movie. Um, the that's Pixar ones are different, but the Disney ones are all that. Huh. And uh, 
you're going through Frozen and then it, it gets to the let it go part and the song starts playing. And I was like, oh shit, they're actually using the song because most of the time yeah. they don't. It'll yeah. be like Kingdom Hearts sounding versions of familiar melodies and stuff, which this is really cool. This guy is my friend. I'm like just changing the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, like uh, the you've got a friend in me. Yeah. It'll, it'll be like that melody, but it's like using Kingdom Hearts uh, instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the, I see. Kingdom Hearts has a very distinct musical style and that is something that is 10 out of 10. Uh, the composer uh, is Shimomura is amazing and full orchestration for all of this. It's like it is definitely an achievement in in score. Um, but then yeah, Let It Go starts playing and it's actually Let It Go. Like just like it's straight up Let back. It Go uh, with uh, Adina Menzel as the voice of Elsa and which is really really oh, cool. That's yeah, cool. Chris, uh, Kirsten Bell, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell. Bell is is Anna. Like it's they're the voices. Uh, Gad, what's his name? Josh Gad, Josh Gad is Olaf. Like they're all there, but Let It Go starts playing, and it's the full song. Yeah, they do the whole. They scene. they paid for it, I guess. It's it's. I mean, it's theirs, yeah. right? But they do the entire Let It Go scene, and it's like if you put it next to the movie, I bet it'd be the exact same Probably. thing. Like it looks they exactly like it. what's happening, which is cool because it's like a. a a testament to how pretty this game is that Wait, it can so look they, like the fucking movie. They cut it's the in scenes engine. like that. Okay. It's in engine, but it's it looks exactly like the movie. Okay. But, but then it just cuts a goofy. But every four <laughs> seconds, it'll like not four <laughs> seconds. Every like fifteen seconds, it'll just cut to Sora, and he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> it'll, it cuts a goofy. He's like, "Gorsh!" Like, yeah. and it's like so fucking funny. But like that's quintessentially Kingdom Hearts, where it's just like there's this weird dissonance between what are you trying to accomplish with yeah. this. You know, but at the end of the day, the power of friendship, man. May your heart be your May guiding key. May your heart be your guiding key, dude. <laughs> In your yeah. heart of heart of heart yeah, of hearts. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget. I'm going to need that tattooed on me. That's going to be on my tombstone. Hell yeah. But yeah, again, I just, this just seems I'm like a game be- that I want to try out because I know nothing about the franchise. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would find a lot of comedy in it. <laughs> dude, you would. Yeah. Totally. Probably. And then that's my thing. Make Honestly, I think you playing it on stream, and you too. Yeah. But you especially with your, your fucking sense of humor, <laughs> it's like... It's going to be great. You're going to have fun with it. It's very easy to make fun of, but like there's cool stuff. There's going to be a lot of moments you're like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. And again, this sounds like a negative thing, and it is, I guess, but. You don't have to, you know, Don't preface it, Tim. Don't it. be yeah, scared I, of them. I don't know. It's what a, are you it's afraid of? It's a, I, I feel be like careful. this movie. <laughs> I know. This movie <laughs> fans. has. God, the amount of comments that I've yeah. received uh, that, sure. that are like, or I've, I've been getting DMs from people that are yeah. like, Hey, um, you should have somebody that is an unbiased Kingdom Hearts fan wow. talk about it. What does that mean? You're obviously biased. <laughs> like yeah. if you're saying that. Um, cuz again, I'm loving this game. Uh, but the game constantly Be builds careful, builds up to these these epic <laughs> moments and it's like you're in a fight that you're like this feels earned. This feels like Oh shit! I'm I'm gonna do that thing. That's great. The music swells. The arena you're in is like super fucking cool. Goosebumps. Like, exactly all that stuff. But I feel like every time that happens, it's very much them being like, "This is epic. You're doing some epic shit." Oh. And it's like it's a little on the nose. Yeah. But again, you just gotta kind of let that go because sure. it is epic. Let it, it go. Let it go. It is fun. <laughs> it is cool to do that that thing every single time. I'm always like, "This is cool." But it is like they're telling me it's cool, which kind of takes away yeah, from it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's like the uncool way of telling yeah. you to do it. But, <laughs> and but then, and that Donald's is the there. style, to your point, yeah. and it wouldn't be Kingdom Hearts without it, I yeah. guess. So. But then, like, one of my favorite things about this franchise and always has is whenever they go to a different world, they look like they're supposed to belong in the world. Right. And when I got to Pirates of the Caribbean and Donald and Goofy look realistic, it's rad. You're like, this is 
freaking tight. I one, wish there was just more of that. One thing I, I've noticed, and don't really, like, I appreciate the effort put into it, but I don't love the uh, design choice, is to make all the UI elements match the animated world. Mm-hmm. Of like how, when you are in the Hercules world, oh, like, the UI your health changes. bar and all that stuff looks like... yeah. Like, you don't like that? I don't like that. I don't oh my know. God, I love it. That's it what I'm saying. Feels, it just feels a little cheesy More to, to learn. Me. Well, oh, it, it is. Yeah. There's nothing not cheesy about this game, but you can turn that off in the menus. Oh. Really? Oh, okay. It'll just go to a standard. Just the default Kingdom That's Hearts. That's cool. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they give the option to turn that like, off. I, again, it's a thing I appreciate. Like, wow, they went through a lot of effort side. to have UI elements for all of these different worlds, but mm-hmm. it just looks kind of tacky to me. Gotcha. I don't know. Huh. And again, I feel like it looks better in other games because I could just fit, like, the Halloween Town in. Um, in Kingdom Hearts 2 from Nightmare Before Christmas, like with that theme, with the characters look, with everything, it's like this is beautiful. What's your favorite world so far? In this one? Well, I guess will it be spoiling anything? I don't know. No, all the worlds are known. Okay. Like they've all been in trailers. They're all public knowledge. What? It is known. Oh, it's, 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 it is known. Oh, it is known. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as Top much as few. I want it to be Toy Story, it, it wasn't. Like Toy Story, it, its highs are definitely the best, but overall, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that isn't that fun. Um, I just want to make sure I'm not fucking. This. Monsters Inc. was really cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah Monsters Inc. was my favorite the one. Pixar stuff seems like yeah. it stood out a lot, huh? And I think a big part of that is because it's not just going through the plot of the movie. Disney holds on a little too tight, whereas Pixar was like, hey, do something original. We don't want you retreading. Yeah. The story of the movies. So uh, anyway, enough about Kingdom Hearts Interesting. for now. On the record, I would play it where I don't know where to find the time to do that, Tim. But yeah. knowing that it's like call it a 30 plus hour, not bad. Yeah. So that makes me feel better because from the outside, I would have just assumed Square. 60 hour. Legacy <laughs> of, you know, decade old game you know, I mean, franchise. It's, a, it's an action RPG. Yeah. Like so it, has, not like it a, has more in common with like a God of War than it does Final Fantasy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. But did well, but got a worse oh, too. Spiky hair, though. You've used the wrong word. Really awesome hair. Spiky hairstyles. hair. Lot of, lot of, lot of I love the spiky hair. That's and, and see, tons Andy, of hair. A lot of great hair. A lot of cute hairstyles. boys and girls. Yeah, I love I'm it. Down. Love it. So, yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I asked this question before, too. I'm always afraid to get into games because I feel like if I can't finish them, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Is this a game you'd recommend even if I can, you know, just go out, buy it and I don't mind playing yeah, it for five so, hours? Is that first five hours worth it? Or you're like, no, you Yeah, that's the thing, too, because, like, the game is designed. It's linear, and each world is about two and a half hours. Okay. So it's like so you can get something out. With, yeah, and in between that, hours. let's say there's thirty minutes of cutscenes in between each each bit. But it's like, yeah, then you <laughs> just get to the next world. And it's like you can stop. Like each world is contained enough that like it is its own experience. Real quick, before we move on from okay. here, Mark's Barrett, can you get on the on that guy real quick? Hi, hello. You are playing Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. Pretty much blind. How I played, far are you? I now? played Kingdom Hearts two. To be fair. Two years ago, okay. <laughs> that's not that blind at all. Uh, not blind at all. Very, very blind. Um, I'm digging it. I got to, I beat the. Can we talk first, like hour spoiler of yeah. the title screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to like the 2.9 bullshit. I made a joke about that. Like, imagine <laughs> if they put like a 2.9 thing, and then I saw it happen, and I was like, "There's no fucking way." Yeah. You're kidding mm-hmm. me, dude. Yeah. So basically, all of Olympus is like the 2.9, yeah. and then after that, it's like when you get to the story, the main story of like three or whatever. And uh, I was digging Olympus, and then kind of the beginning, quote unquote, of uh, of three is going to Twilight Town, and just like KH2, when I hit Twilight Town, I'm like, man. I really don't give a shit about these characters. Hmm. <laughs> um, but I feel like I just got to push through and uh, get to the fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Because I feel like, the, I think I know what the next world is, and push I'm pretty through. Um Different review from Barrett. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. 
Oh, so you felt that way too, but eventually. Yeah, well, he's talking about specific world. parts. Yeah, oh, I know. I'm, I'm talking about he's talking about world. the world. His being... tone is very different from what I just got from you. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> the gameplay is the gameplay is fun though. Like, um, I, I feel like from what I vaguely remember of playing two a couple of years ago, like I do enjoy. I don't know like what improvements they made, but maybe it's just clicking for me more this time around. Really, in my um, opinion, they didn't make improvements; they made changes. Gotcha. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it's clicking for me this time around. I, I like the Be careful. Um, oh, no. Careful. <laughs> I like the control scheme and all that stuff. Um, but the one confusion I've had is like you know you hold down L one and you have like kind of these like hotkeys yeah. and stuff. I have like potions. Set to like one of them, and it won't let me. Even though I have like hella potions in my my inventory, mm -hmm. won't let me use them. And so I'm confused on like whether that's something like voice I activated. Uh, I think <laughs> I think you tie that to it's tied to one potion. It's tied to a specific item. Oh so after God. you use it, then you need a hot key to a different specific item because you can only hold a certain amount. Some for Final Fantasy 15 bullshit. Game right? design, yeah. man. Yeah. But uh, it's hard. I'm I know once I get past <laughs> yeah. Twilight Town, which I feel like is the majority of kind of like the Kingdom Heartsy type of bullshit, and I get to the next world, like I'm gonna be all in. Because when I was going through Olympus, it's the it only was super fun. Sorry. It's the only Kingdom Heartsy bullshit. I'm using Barrett's quotes, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't take that long. It's yeah. like there's maybe an hour you're in Twilight Town, and then okay, cool. the rest of the game so far. I and again, I'm okay. in the last Disney World now. There's not. So it's not like it's K Kingdom through. Hearts 2 where the first five hours are in Twilight Town. No. And you're playing as this dumb kid named Roxas and you don't give a shit about him. It's not like God. that. It's not like that. Yeah, fuck Roxas. No, Let's talk about a different game. Rage uh, 2, Fran. Oh, all right. So I had the pleasure to play Rage Behind Closed Doors uh, several weeks back now, but then there was an embargo that was up, I think, last week. Um, we didn't have a chance to talk about it last week. So here we are. Uh, so Rage, just to catch you up, originally Rage came out many years ago from id proper, um, and then out comes you know, Rage 2. It 2's. was really tan. It was very tan was very and brown, brown post-apocalyptic world. And they're like, we're going to solve that. Yeah. Kind of. You know, Now it's a little more Mad Max and some neon colors, et cetera. But the gameplay is more fundamentally changed, just as a reminder. It is from the um, uh, Avalanche folks who, oh, who right. made uh, Mad Max. Who made Mad Max, actually, yeah. Of the generation. But more importantly, uh, now I'm blanking because I drank this Campari. Um, their main game, <laughs> it starts with a J. Just well, Cause. Just Cause, good Lord. It's been a long day already. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, they're, they're the Just Cause developers. So, skipping forward, this game is more open world. It's definitely got those vibes of Far Cry and Red Dead, and um, it is a shooter, but you also can hop in you know, a vehicle and drive everywhere and get these missions. It's got a little bit of the Blade Runner vibe, too. I get a lot of questions about... How is it going to be different than Far Cry? You know, and they're very different from a gameplay setup perspective and a feel perspective. I would say, like this is also an ability-based shooter. Um, Far Cry is not as much tied into that as an example. I know that it's got the neon paint and it's got this post-apocalyptic feel. But quite honestly, having played both of them, they're definitely different from a gameplay feel perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first and first time I played it, the D three, it reminded me uh, the combat. I talked about this reminded yeah, me. Yeah, I of, played D three as well of a uh, Mass Effect where. You're pushing people and yes. pulling people and making them float and shooting them in the air. And like, yeah, I really enjoyed that sort of aspect of the fighting. Yeah. And, and that's the perfect thing to bring up. It's like when you get an engagement with someone, you're not just throwing a nade and shooting them. You have a ability set that you're going to improve as, as you go along the way. And um, yeah, you can combo into stuff and it's more effective, but it, it's still, you know, it's produced by id and all that. Um, but the point is, it, it is developed by someone different and it has that feel. Uh, what I can say is I'm. Definitely excited about Id? it. Huh? Did you say it's produced by id? Yeah, from them and uh, Bethesda and everything, right? Id software. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, really? Well, rage? yeah, because that's what Rage originally was it. That's what I was getting at. You know, originally they did uh, it, you know, from yeah. Quake and everything yeah, before yeah, yeah. it. They did the first one and developed this engine and it actually has none of that actual tech in it. Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually, what was that engine called? The Tech 6 or Tech 9 or- I don't uh, remember. One of those. The point, that's why I was trying to, you know, make sure that people know it isn't just like taking the old tech and upgrading it. And yeah, they they're, they're still overseeing it. It's it's Tim Willits um, who comes from it, and you know they're all overseeing it. it with they were very proud them. to say like, hey, all the shooting mechanics that you loved in the most recent Doom, like yeah. this is a, a lot of the foundation is from that. So these are like, you have uh, hardcore shooter developers that are helping make oh, this yeah. not just. Avalanche, who made yeah, and Mad Max? You know, like that's what I'm trying to get. Interesting. Yeah, I, I thought it was just Avalanche. I didn't. I didn't know. No. All yeah. This. Yeah. Mm, and that's sort okay. of. It's like it's a property that. Uh, and I asked Tim Will. It's about this. I believe it was Tim. Um, I was like, oh, like you know, how are you guys feeling about having somebody else do your game? You know, and it was like, hey, like when we find a great studio, like this is something we want to do. But you've got to find the right partner. Um, and so obviously this is a developer they really believe in, you know, working with them obviously on Mad Max and stuff like that, I think was Woo! where it all really started. And they're like, oh, you should just take this property and do it. And it, actually Rage had plenty of criticisms too, right? Mm -hmm. so, oh yeah, the first one did. It Tech 6, I believe is the... Yeah, it, I think it yeah. is Tech 6. Yeah. Um, uh, I was on Jeff Kanata's DLC podcast last mm -hmm. week and he was at the same event. He got to play yeah. some Rage 2 and we were talking about it and he was saying that he had a great time with it. The gunplay was fun. Just kind of the idea was fun and everything about it was cool. But he was disappointed with the feel of the vehicles, ah, yeah. which he so was, was surprised just... by because he loved Mad Max and that was so vehicle based. Right. So that actually was one of my main concerns currently. And I talked to the developer about it and I was like, hey, uh, if I have one point of feedback above all, it is the driving. Uh, I was running into situations where you would like try to like turn a corner, you'd like roll off a clip, but you couldn't like control the vehicle in a way that you felt like you could save yourself. And it just like getting over certain things, it just didn't feel great. Ooh, Kevin's got some Red Bull off Maybe, camera. Fran, oh. maybe you're just a bad driver. If you have any sugar-free, I'll take one. Yeah. You know what? Give what, was that to, just for that him? Oh, I well, see. Because I asked can, for it Can earlier. I pour some in my... In don't my, even worry about it. Then. No, no, we have sugar-free. I'll go grab you one. If you do, don't even worry about it. Uh, so Thanks, anyway, Tim. definitely mm -hmm. the driving, which you do, you travel long distances and actually quite honestly, you drive for a while sometimes. So you can even get into shootouts with other people driving. Um, interestingly, there was a racetrack, um, set aside. It's like a race mission that you do in your vehicle on like a loop track. And I imagine there's more of it that was more tuned up than the open world. Interesting. So it gave me hope that I'm like, wait, like, I think they know what they want to do, but it's like behind. I think the game comes out in April or May. Is it May? Uh, it's, yeah, it's right around in there because I know it's right around Days Gone and everything. But uh, I feel like I didn't set it up right in that. I'm definitely still excited for Rage uh, 2. I have a feeling that May 14th, thank you very much, uh, Barrett, who comes out May 14th. But I feel like I'm more excited about it than as much as I think um, Far Cry New Dawn is going to be like a satisfying game. Thank you, Kevin, for the Red Bull. Uh, I think it's going to be satisfying. I'm excited about Rage because it's going to bring a new feel to this open world of shooters. Um, and honestly, there's not a lot of games out there like it. Far Cry is like it. You know, Red Dead is not the same, but it has that feel of this big open world. And so there's definitely something there, but I think we need to spend a little more time with it. Yeah, the driving's got to be tuned up, but um, definitely where it shines is what, you know, I think Andy brought up was the abilities and like this feeling of power that you have. And it's pretty cool stylistically. And then I would also point out the story. It does have this very like- Reminds me of Borderlands. Yeah, like, where, I guess- where it's, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, it's a very, 
I don't, the vibe reminded me of uh, Borderlands and Grand Theft Auto, where they're over their world, and it's very uh, oh god, I can't even think of the word, but it's very sarcastic. It's kind yeah. of like yeah, it's self aware. It's the end of the world. What's what, what? self aware? Self aware. Yeah, it's a pretty good one, Tim. Yeah. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. But like uh, their president is kind of like this. Like super, like he reminded me of Terry Crews in Idiocracy. Yeah, um, where it, it is exaggerated. The yeah, whole it's thing is, super exaggerated. Exactly. It's a bit of a caricature of itself. Maybe yeah. I'm trying to think of a word now too. Those but, are all good words, guys. But uh, <laughs> we're trying, Andy. Yeah. Just be careful. I'm not good with the <laughs> Just words. Just be careful. Um, <laughs> but but actually, I also feel that the story does have a little bit of. It always reminds me of Blade Runner when I see a world like this. It's not quite cyberpunk, you know, 2077, which definitely has a Blade Runner feel. God, but it actually brings that. that. And so again, I think when you look at the game and the world, it's bringing some interesting story, feel, and vibe. Maybe a little cheesy and exaggerated time, we'll see. But the core ability loop um, and the way that that feels, I think it shows some promise. But Parody? Is that the word? Ah, kind of like a parody? Oh. Blade just, Runner parody? Uh, <laughs> no. I'm just thinking of other just, words. Be, just be careful. Thanks. So overall, interested, want to see more. I felt like, you know, maybe just to wrap it up, I haven't seen it now in like three weeks. Um, and I wasn't able to record footage. They provided some footage. And I'm left feeling, I'm like, I need to go back and like watch it. Mm -hmm. But I think that says something about the gameplay is that there's some stuff in there, but it just didn't quite stick. And granted, a sea of a bunch of other things going on, but they need that stuff to stick. Like I played Apex Legends and I know it's hot, but like I played that for a few hours and I, I felt like the gameplay stuck, the feel of it. So I'm not quite sure where this one's gonna land yet in terms of that feel. And it's mm. like super mm. important, obviously, for a game like that. Moving on then, Division 2. You guys have both played a bit of it. Just a bit. A little tiny baby bit. Yeah, little so tiny baby you baby played bit. last night, today. Andy, and today you yeah. played. For him. In between, yeah, Games Daily and uh, this. Yeah, the beta opened up at uh, 1 in the morning. Yes. And so I texted Tim but never sent it. Like, hey, I'm going to stay up to play the Division <laughs> beta. Which is weird because he walked up and was like, what have you been playing recently? I was like, I told you last night, but okay. And I was like, oh, nope, never sent the text. Um, yeah, I play, uh, the beta opened at 1 a.m. in the morning. I was having... Um, I noticed a lot of issues with like texture pop in like a You're lot. PS4, a lot, pro? yeah, yeah. PS4 Pro, Pro. Just make sure Pro. Tons regular. of issues. It's like, important. I mean, nothing game breaking or anything like that. But every room I'd walk into, everything's smooth as fuck until mm. level two pops in, and then level one pops in. You okay. know, and that happened all over the time, even in a couple of cutscenes. I was like, why does this seem like a really, like a, an HD'd PS2 hmm. game remaster? Was it doing like a texture flash in or was it literally just like... It was taking a while for pop. it to load. Eventually yeah. when it loaded, it stayed though. Sure, yeah, okay. yeah. So it was more of a performance thing, but um, hmm. I was also noticing that whenever I throw a grenade, I would see and, or the, the sound effects would come maybe like half a second after. Hmm. Kind of bizarre. Um I really enjoy how they are adding these encampments to the world. The settlements. Yeah, or, the settlements yeah. I think are really cool. I think that that uh, will sort of make it better for people who want more of a single player experience where hmm. when these games come out, there's a lot of single player fans who are like, yeah, but is it going to be okay for just single player? I think a lot of these things will help alleviate those issues where you walk into a settlement and they have requests for you to help them with. And when you go and gather those things for them, their settlement grows stronger and you can recruit people from there to go work back with you at the White House. Um, it's sort of, the, obviously, we've seen the previews. It's it's a summer sort of vibe as yeah, opposed to a like cold a winter apocalypse. Summer vibe. It's really interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm really interested in, uh, in, yeah, so how they are alleviating those single-player experiences. I think it's pretty neat. The 
I like the. Did you unlock the uh, the little robot that you can throw no, out there? No, I mean I was only it's like it literally. I was like I want to be able to talk about it a little bit. Right. So I played it for like forty minutes. What happened was right. You go to the snow spoilers here. You literally just go to the White House to get set up, and then it's like go to the first settlement. And I got right. there and talked to that lady, and that was it. So I haven't really been able to do more than unlock a couple abilities and shoot a few people. Yeah. I got this, the feeling for the world, though. That's the only thing I can speak to currently. I, I've seen people say that it's it feels more alive than the first division. Yes. Um, where the first division I played maybe 10 hours of and then kind of quickly gave up on it because I believe Destiny came out shortly afterwards and I got sucked into that. I think that's what happened. Maybe not. But the division come out in I, I 2014. Did, I'm trying to remember now if it was before or after, but it was a March. Yeah, I, 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 all I know is that I didn't play a whole lot of the first division, but a lot of people have said the world feels more alive in this one. Um, I, they, there's this really cool ability where you can uh, buy certain upgrades while you're in combat. So you can buy a drone that you can send out and it flies towards people and has a cooldown. Hmm. And it flies and shoots at people and you mm -hmm. can shoot at them while they're being distracted or whatever. There's a lot of that. Yeah, that yeah. is what honestly Division stands on is it does have this deep statistical gameplay. It has it in the guns. It actually has so many abilities. And that's what I started to notice. There's a... <laughs> Unlike what you maybe would expect is them trying to make it more accessible. And I mean, I think they are with all the work they put in the presentation. It's like deep. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know if any of these upgrades were made at the end of the first division, but like seeing like the gun, um, uh, it's showing like graphs on the guns and like deep statistics. And there was quite a bit in the first division, but the point is they've kept a lot of that. And I think that is what makes it a really fun game to play. If you want to go that deep, if you don't, I agree, I think, with what you said, is that like, the world feels pretty alive, and going to these settlements, talking to people, the presentation of just being in D.C. in the sweltering heat in the summer, there's, like, pools of, like, old, you know, moldy water out in the streets, and there's just, like, there's fighting everywhere. It definitely feels cool just to walk around in that hmm. world. Yeah. Um, from a gameplay perspective, yeah, like, I played the first year uh, on and off throughout the updates, Greg and I played... So, you know, as the Dark Zone changed, they changed a lot with the balance of that game that it got to the point of like, well, it's a great idea, but it's not what I saw in, you know, the demos at E3 to like, this is pretty solid, but, you know, I've kind of done all this and it's for yeah. the hardcore, but this, and, and that's where I was wondering, Andy, did you keep up with a lot of the first one? And no, you're saying you played no. just a little, the very, did you only play it at the very beginning? No, I mean, I, I you played some of the updates. Oh, no, the no, no. First yeah, division, I, I did not play any of the updates, but you played it at launch. Yes. So it's funny because like Division now is already a very different game um, with all the quality of life improvements they yeah. made and it's all like the 1. drops. 1.8 at this point. It's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this, I mean, I think this is even farther than that, right? Like let's call it 1.5 or less, but this is a pretty, I mean, at the start, I feel like it's a big leap. That's great. Yeah. I mean, so do you think that when this launches, it's going to be a great game that kind of looked at all the things that needed to fix from the first one and have like out yeah. the gate. Yes, I, I think that they already had proven with the first one. They already know how to do it, mm -hmm. and it's going to be bigger. It's going to provide more depth. You can go deeper. They fix some things that were probably bothering you. Uh, what I think it's going to suffer from is that it really, it's such a, I was talking about it today on stream very briefly. 
the look of that world is very realistically approached. So it's not photo real, but like, in other words, an enemy's not gonna have like a, an outline on it to make it easier for you to shoot them in the head. I mean, maybe they do and I can barely see it, but everything is so subtle and green. No, it was definitely tough to see. You know <laughs> what I mean? Every, it really is like you were trying to spot these very detailed enemies in a very detailed world with foliage that's green and brown. And you're like, you're like struggling to navigate through this world almost as if you're there. And so part of that's a strength, but I think some of the negative is like, that's kind of how you perceive the last one too. It was like, it was New York, it was the winter. There's a lot of like buildings at night, et cetera. Um, and this one, you kind of get the feel for the day. So how much variety does it have in that to, yeah. to bring? And also do like meaning versus other games, you know, like a game like Anthem or uh, Destiny and these more fan, Rage even, like they really stand out as a style where this is, um, different, you know, it's Tom Clancy. Different yeah. it's worlds. Like a, it's like a cover. Where different worlds sort of stand apart in Destiny. You have these beautiful planets yeah. that all sort of have different backdrops. Like but this in here, is real. Is it all ish. going to be... This sort of hot brown toned <laughs> hot brown. Washington DC, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's all very yellow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for you guys, I feel like you both are very into these type of games. Oh, yeah. And when we look at the last couple of years, like well, let's just even start with Destiny One, right? And then even the the um, with Tom Clancy, like Rainbow Six Siege coming out, mm -hmm. with Division, Wildlands, Destiny Two, with like the, there's so many of these games that they come out and they're kind of like good. Maybe great, but like not feature complete and like need a lot of oh, improvement over, I don't think it's gonna over be time. That, has, if that's what you're getting at. Has there been a game yet that has been a success out the gate that has been doing all these games as a service things correctly? Oh, that's an interesting question. I feel out the gate Overwatch was a kind of nailed a lot of what it needed to nail. And I even feel like Apex is doing that now. D different strokes, but yeah. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, it was both of them were very polished, and they stayed in their lane. Uh, lane. That's exactly. Thank you, Tim. Good I was, words. I was today. like Good thinking words. about hallway, and I'm like, <laughs> that's not the word. It stayed in the lane. Yeah, they their lane was more narrow though. Okay, and these games are like you know six lane highways. Yeah, big like honestly, very different. So anyway, I agree with you. Yeah, they're I, a little more. I do feel like yeah. at the end of the day, um, the division will. The Division 2 will be a game that I will mostly enjoy only if I'm playing with friends. I don't, it doesn't appeal to me playing only single player. Yeah. Whereas with Anthem, like I could play it however and it doesn't matter to really? me. See, I, you think I, that's going to have a different discussion? Fine, but... and, and I think it's just more of a different strokes thing where yeah. I appreciate the hard sci fi world of Anthem and maybe this Last of Us sort of overgrown mm. world post apocalyptic DC doesn't really appeal to me a whole lot. I guess yeah. that's my question then to you guys with Division 2 is like looking at, I would say Destiny 2 was the last time one of these games of service launched that was a sequel, right, that was should have fixed all the problems but didn't for the multiplayer gamers, right, for the people that are treating it as a games of service. Do you think Division 2 will be the first time that they're like, uh, we got it? I think, I think out the gate is not a fair question because like, yeah, none of these from server, like they were already having like some issues on the private beta and hopefully this stuff will be fixed, but we just don't know. They're always riddled with that. And then like basic little balance things. But I will say I have high confidence that this is gonna come out because I really like Massive, the developer behind it. This is something that 
again, they've learned so many lessons, not only from the launch that they did and each improvement they made, they had the benefit to iterate and say, do you like this? All the f fans are like, no, we don't like, we like that. They're like, great. And they just did that for years now. And then they're like, well, meanwhile, while you've been doing that, we've been making this whole new thing that is supposed to upgrade everything. So I have pretty high confidence that for fans of this style of game, you know, again, if you prefer this sort of realistic look, um, very statistical shooters, I think it's really gonna nail that. Um, and then we're gonna want some improvements, but I don't think it'll be anything like the first game. And certainly games like even Anthem, and how much Destiny had to learn after they tried Destiny 2 and changing that formula up, I don't think they're gonna suffer from that. In fact, mm. I think they're taking a safer path too of like, we know what you guys like. It's bigger, it's better. They, I you know, talked to Greg in the end game now, there's a whole new set of characters that come out um, instead of just more yellow bar types of the enemies you already fought that take forever to, to kill. So I think that it's gonna be pretty darn solid. And I, I've only played it for 35 minutes. Full disclosure, I never got preview D3. I'm not, you know, I've never had like previews with Ubisoft and the pleasure of that, so I'm not really tainted. Yeah, I'm this just, is my, I'm excited. This is my first time uh, playing the Division 2. I, I know, I don't even know if we could talk about, never mind. I won't, never mind. Don't even talk, I won't even mention. I don't even no, know we can. what he's Greg talking played about. Oh, Greg played okay, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, Division 2? Yeah. Yes. 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 So he, he went to that event or whatever. That and embargo was up just last, the other day, whatever Got it, was. it got it. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with Fran. I think that they are listening to their fans and they know what the fans want and they know what to improve on. Um, now, with this whole smorgasbord of games coming out around the same time, like, who's going to survive? It's really, really <sighs> interesting to think about. I def I was already thinking about that because that's the world I live in. And I'm, like, grateful that Destiny is, like, only got a certain amount of content to play. And, like, some people, I know that's their life and they love it and I respect that. But... I'm happy that I don't have a lot to do. Anthem is scaring me, obviously, because that is my number one most anticipated game still um, and super excited about it. But Division, I, to be totally upfront, yeah, I've always wanted to be an expert at it and be in that world, and I've not been able to keep up. And so I was getting asked this question the other day, like exactly this. So like with all this stuff, Fortnite, Apex, uh, you know, Destiny, Anthem, Division 2, they're like, how am I supposed to keep up with it? Part of that's rhetorical because they don't care, yeah. but legitimately, there, it was a real question. And I was like, you can't. You actually have to choose how you're going to play this stuff. So I'm making a strategic choice for now with Division, unless I can, you know, figure out how to, you know, survive on just playing those games. But I'm like, I'll play that game for, you know, 60, 80 hours, and I'm really going to enjoy that, and I'm going to wish that I could keep up with it. But I know that I can't. Anthem's the one that if it retains itself, I will continue with, mm, and I'm going to spend a lot of time. Making the big bets on Anthem, baby. And, well, I don't know, but the point is you do need to go in and just be like, it's okay that you only played it 50, 60 hours. You yeah. don't have to keep up with the end game updates. And There's a lot to enjoy before that. Yeah. And that's how I felt when, uh, yeah, people were asking me last night about, you know, do you think the content will be there? And I had this, I had the problem... Not the problem. I, it benefited me with Destiny, where launch vanilla one Destiny, when it came out, a lot of people felt it was short of content. But I was so fucking busy. I was like, I beat it. Like I'm, I'm fine that I'm done with it, and yeah. and I can move on to something else or just deal with my regular kind of like you know Boy. nine to five Best Buy job or whatever. <laughs> and so I, I appreciated that that it ended where it did. Mm -hmm. And so I know that a lot of people don't see that as a benefit at all. They see that as like, oh, well, there's not enough content there. But for yeah. me, it's like, man, if I can kind of get through the main stuff 
and be done with it and move on to something else, I'm kind of looking forward to Yeah, it's to the that. type of player you are. I do. I bring it up because I think there's a pressure these days, and it goes from Fortnite now to Apex Legends to these games especially, which are more than just Battle Royales. I mean, there's these big games as a service that, that if you don't understand everything about it, like, I'll just, I feel like people treat you like a loser sometimes. They're like, why aren't you, you don't know all this stuff. Why didn't you get everything? And like, that's okay. I want to say it's okay. Like, if you want to play Destiny, there's this high pressure that when you come in, the other players are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's this thing, and I got to listen. You only played 3,000 hours? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, I don't think it's even intentional. They're so eager about the world that they live in, but it does come across, I think, as high pressure. Even with Kingdom Hearts, I was just like, I don't even want to like say anything because I'm like, I didn't. That's be why careful, I disclosed. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, I'd be, you careful. Should be careful. Yeah. careful. But I have not played the past ones. I um, I would have loved to, but part of me knows there's people out there and they're like, you didn't play the first Kingdom Hearts. This guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can't trust him. And you're like, you can only play so many games in the world. Yeah. Okay. We come from it's the privileged position where we get the games for free, right? Like the games are given to Sometimes. us. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I need to start begging for games free. Yeah. Yet, so, yeah. Um, but but we do. But for we the people out there, but the people out there, even when like I remember working at Best Buy and like I all right, I have sixty bucks to spend. Which game is going to get my sixty dollars? Yes. And if you happen to pick the game that has the less the uh, the smaller amount of content, or maybe the game that's not as engaging, you will yes. feel like shit. I should have spent on the other one. You know. It's interesting you bring that. That for me is another point, though. And I actually would say, again, it depends on the type of person you're speaking to. Some people are more than happy to spend the 20 hours and they're like, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, for me, personally, right? for me, it's like Resident Evil 2 is worth $60. Yeah, it's like it, 15 hours. 13 hours, yeah. and I'm oh, done with it. I love short you know? games, dude. <laughs> me too. Me too. But it's like, I'd, I'd rather. Even if you paid for it. For the quality yes, there, man. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I think you. Whenever I did reviews in the past, I always did try to tackle that. You know, I'm like, if you want to go deep, you may like it for these reasons, blah, blah. But if it's for the value of it, you know, maybe there's not enough content, but the story is amazing and you should play yeah. it. So I, I don't think you should judge games based on the time played, purely on that. It's yeah. important. Well, it's quality of time played. Yeah, but it's it also how quality you and quantity. If, if you have a thousand hour game, but it's not good, it's not good. Yes. Right? Yes. The, if you have a five-hour game that's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, even for me, take the challenges out of, say, Fortnite every week. They do these amazing, like, you know, good anyway, challenges that you can go out and do, and it keeps you playing, and they're changing the world. Like, I'm just happy that it's a free game and it feels good to play, and I had fun with it. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing that they keep it updated. So I think, you know, it's how you look at this different yeah. stuff. All right. Well, I want to talk about Anthem, but before we do that, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover, your new, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Kind of Funny's podcasts a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. You can sign up at Greggy dot robinhood.com that's g-r-e-g-g-y dot robinhood.com now back from the ads just in the future you could just be like oh hey there's an ad here cool 
Cool. Great script. We're using a new system here. Yeah. We're trying to yeah. work out the kinks. But yeah, that sounds like a, a good plan. Yeah. Anthem. Yes. Frantham. Frantham. <laughs> Whoa, it's like oh, Destin yeah, with Destiny. Never. And yes. now Fran it's with the Frantham, Anthem. baby. Uh, so. I think we, we haven't had a chance to talk about it on the no. show yet then, right? Which is interesting because now there's been several demos, but uh, we just haven't had a chance to sit down and talk about it. So I touched on it already a couple times. I'm still very excited for it. Uh, we talked a little bit on Games Daily today. They have talked about more of the end game. That is the number one question. And it goes back to what we were just talking about. A lot of the hardcore players are like, how much is in the end game? How much is in the show end Show me game? the damn roadmap. That's right. You know? So they have. They yeah. showed Give you graphs. Some. Give mm -hmm. me more charts. They showed you there's an Act One, uh, Echoes of Eternity or something like that. So I got in March or whatever. I don't even know what the the planet's called. We got a kind of funny year wrong today saying they there say is they, no they name. I'm like, really? Exactly. Maybe no, we I'm don't. I'm pretty sure know. I saw Echoes of. It. That's no, 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 no. There's no name for the planet. Uh, the planet. Oh, well, oh, maybe there it. is, but. Putting all that, those facts Eternal aside. echoes of the destined mind. Like, I don't no, know. No, that was Kingdom Hearts. A bunch of subtitle. adjectives <laughs> announced. Um, <laughs> Traverse time. But anyway, they have an end game plan. I thought it was very interesting that after the game comes out, which is February 22nd, this act stuff doesn't really even start hitting until into March. So they definitely have some end game plan. We know that there's like months out there, but all I can say is this. Number one. I know that people, and I'd love to hear from, if I don't know if you played some Anthem. Oh, yeah. Yes. Played a lot I'd of love it. to hear from you about where your, your head sits on all this. The VIP demo was a, a hot mess in terms of tech. Mm -hmm. Servers, rubber banding, disaster. Uh, getting kicked out all the time. Then they fixed a ton of that, but still getting kicked out of matches and some other like weird little quirks here and there for the open demo, which came a week later. And I think it's giving people pause of like, I don't know, it's not like, you know, Apex Legends launches full on and it's pretty smooth overall. So oh, by comparison, about that. overall, <laughs> we'll talk more about it. But meaning it's not like, well, my, by the, yeah, separate. We'll talk about mm -hmm. the tech issues. But anyway, it was vastly improved, but I think people are very concerned with like, is this thing going to like even load in correctly? Uh, is it going to work? But I'm going to put that aside for a second and just say the feel of the gameplay I've never felt like sort of a uh, sci-fi fantasy flying ability-based, you know, RPG game as a service like this. That's what it's bringing to the table for me. And it is different from Destiny. Destiny is a first-person shooter. Very different gameplay feel. Um, I always remind people, and I always will, I think, on the show. I'm That's what I'm about. You can talk lore. Smell. This is the smell of the game, exactly. And sometimes the taste. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, that is the most important thing. And I always use that example when Mario slides and turns and the friction under his feet and down to the, whatever the number is that they figured out, made it feel good. There's all those types of things that make it special. And so I think Anthem has that special feel to it. Um, flying around, I use controller, even though I play on PC, I, I would not want to give up that feel of the, the suit. Um, and they do a pretty cool job with the world. I mean, it's very artistically beautiful and. So I think I could go on and on about, it's a world I want to live in. I don't know how much is there yet. It's too early to say. I have played the tutorial, though, and we weren't able to record it, and I'm not sure how much we can talk about it. But I call it the tutorial, but it's the opening of the game. Mm -hmm. So it's got promise on, call it a cinematic sci-fi fantasy level. The open demo featured a live world event where they put a storm in the sky, and these titans were dropping in. I unfortunately and, missed that. And this is what the end game is supposed to culminate in. So I think what we saw in the demo, you're supposed to all of a sudden, I guess, you're like, do you see the sky? And you're going to go into free play, and it's going to be like, this rift in the air is like torn open. It's cool. And apparently it's going to get worse, is what I think, and it's going to turn into this full-on cataclysm event or whatever. And they teased this at, at uh, E3 years ago or whatever now. It culminates right in the Shaper Storm 
storm. And they literally go into this like crazy storm of light and debris and everything and come out on some other side probably to face this huge challenge. So, I remember that was the, the E3 that wowed us yeah. where the Iron Man style thing flying yeah. through the forest and there was just like the storm happening. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, so this that, looks amazing. That's what's supposed to be coming in the end game. So like the potential's there. I understand the tech concerns. And you're right. I think you shouldn't buy the game if, if you're worried that that's not going to come through. I have confidence that, look, EA is launching a lot of services from Battlefield 5 to Apex to this. Eventually, they'll figure it out. I actually think at launch, they'll be in pretty good shape. Uh, they learned a lot. So that's I'm still super excited. Still my number one most anticipated game. So we'll see where that lands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fucking trash. So what about no. you? I, I've, I've, you played the open demo, right? Or the VIP demo? I played the, the closed beta, too. And I played E3. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed um, to talk about the club. Uh, well, you know, it doesn't. You're not supposed to say what you felt now. about it. You can say you did it. But now I can say that, like, I don't, whatever. But most recently you played which one? Last week's? Both or? of them. Oh, you played both? Yeah, okay. I played both. Yeah, so the first one, uh, of course, you... I loved following all the devs on Twitter and seeing all these like funky ways to get around bug uh, bugs. Yeah, where it's like workarounds. If, if you do this, uh, hit start and then go down here, and then it should be fine. Like weird little things like that were going on. The meta game. Yeah, there was it, the actually. there was the ninety percent load issue where it would get to ninety percent and you would have to just close out and restart, and it yes. would enter you right back right back in where you started. Uh, tons that, of, that one was a huge tons problem. of tech issues and yeah. for some reason I didn't I wasn't annoyed with the tech issues as much as I have been with apex um, But huh. we'll talk about that. Yeah, in a bit. I can't wait to talk about um, <laughs> The um, I'm so excited for anthem. It, it speaks to me oh. on every level in terms of got you baited <laughs> You got you baited um, <laughs> you're gonna say you're really concerned. No, 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 no I I can't wait for this game. It's what I've been looking forward to for a long time I've, I'm a huge Bioware fan and I think um, I've mentioned this one time where I feel like what Titanfall did to Call of Duty, where it added new maneuvers, like this is doing that to Destiny, where it's mm. it's that same sort of vibe game, but now you're flying around, and I've never felt cooler in a game, right? And I think that's like yeah. such a basic thing to say about a game, but I I feel awesome playing it where I'm flying around, I'm doing barrel rolls, I'm throwing grenades, I'm shooting, yeah. the hovering, all of it feels incredible. It, yeah, um, I, I tried out just two times, hovering, Titans. right? Yeah, you're just like. Poof. You're just hovering in It just feels air. incredible. And yeah. you, they, they've been doing things like that forever, but the small touches yeah, feel absolutely. Um, I've I'm playing on PS4 Pro, and uh, thank you. I, I'd say the closest thing that I remember about, about Andromeda, where I didn't play a whole lot of Mass Effect mm -hmm. Andromeda, but the combat I feel they really nailed. And I feel like a lot of the best parts of the combat in Andromeda made it to this, mm -hmm. where uh, just the maneuvering and running around feels great. Uh, but again, the flying, I, I feel like... Um, me and Barrett played a bit where we you get to the very very end and you fight the big spider and yeah. it's dropping down and that, that was just a really fun encounter. We ended up losing, but it was it was a fucking blast to yeah. to go through the waves to shoot the things and it's such a it's such a basic sort of enemy encounter where it's waves of enemies shoot them shoot the big thing it yeah. goes away shoot more away but it's engaging because you're sort of doing this thing you've never I've never done in a game before which is flying around and finding ways and which is. Which is why I think I'm going to enjoy this a lot more than the division. Where in the division you are, you are. Uh, it's uh, it's a cover based shooter. It's yeah. it's holding circle to run to this yes. wall, popping, popping. Very and, different. And I enjoy the I enjoy the uh, the athleticism of this game more. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, nothing there's Iron nothing Man. like feeling cool. Yeah. You know, it's like when a game can accomplish making you feel cool. Yeah. Like that's that's just the best. I the closest I've ever played to a game that 
and I haven't played Anthem yet, but skate, so that, that, skate three. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> Zone of the Enders, where it's like oh, you're wow, in a mega yeah. fine. But even that, I, I feel yeah. was just the closest I've ever been to feeling cool flying a mech and right. shooting whatever. But that it it wasn't right. I'm very excited to get my hands on this and see if it feels the way you guys are. Oh explaining. yeah, that yeah, like just flying around the world. I think is awesome. Will you get into what is frankly more of the spreadsheet RPG kind of combo mechanics that? that Bioware can take it to, I don't know, but um, meaning I think it's just amazing to fly around this world and free play and shoot stuff. You can start there and I think that's a lot of fun, but um, I'm excited about the depth and of course, as a Destiny type player and fan these, like you're gonna, there's a hard mode and then there's Grandmaster one, two, three, which you unlock after end game, which comes after level 30 and there are bigger and bigger rewards. And like, as an example, in the open demo, I started to, and granted again, it's in my DNA, I got this, whoa, Devastator Sniper, which just, you charge up this snipe shot and it hits like it's a truck, so fucking man. awesome. The DPS is it amazing. Feels great. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, I want a better roll. You could get one with more in the mag, which was more of the God roll in the open demo. God rolls are, you know, a thing in these types of games. And so, I think it's going to have that potential. Um, it's something that we haven't been sure of, but I'm pretty confident. I love the voice acting, the story. Like, yeah, I, it, it feels, feels like it, it feels like they obviously like put a lot of effort into making the story area first person, which it, I feel like is it's been a great change with Destiny because you're in third person, kind of running around. And you're seeing your you friends. You mean Fort Tarsus? Yeah, being in Fort Tarsus, I think, is incredible because you're seeing these NPCs and they're talking directly to you, and the voice acting is great. And I think the facial captures, yeah, it's far and away better than anything we saw in Andromeda. Good, uh, yeah. Um, and I, I just love them talking to you as opposed to being a third person walking around true. in this story area. I never area. thought of it that way. It yeah. really does put you up close and looking yeah. at them. Yeah. It, it kind of forces you, I feel, to pay more attention. Yeah. Uh, a really cool little quality of life thing that they did is uh, they let you change the size of the number pops when you shoot yes. an enemy. Which is really, uh, like, who yeah. would have thought of that? But it's a cool little uh, addition. Uh, I can't wait for this game, dude. I'm so excited for it. I know you guys have mainly played the multiplayer stuff and not too much of it, but do you think that this game is going to succeed as a single-player linear campaign? For uh, someone like me. I just don't believe you can play it single-player. Yeah. You're going to have to matchmake mm. to get by stuff. I, I have my, I don't I know have that my for doubts, sure. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I did try playing a few things um, solo, and I guess you could turn down settings. It's just not... Dynamic it's not built that way. It's not built that cool. way. Yeah. Okay. Best case scenario, and by the way, I believe you have to play online for the whole. Yeah, you do. You can't play this game offline. You know, I'm, that doesn't matter. But that's like mm -hmm. exactly like in the year 2019, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you should be online. But there's no reason not to match make. I think the question is, are people going to be? Here's one of the big ones I'm concerned about. If you play with other people and they start freaking dragging you forward through these checkpoints, I think it's going to be very frustrating to try to like have this experience where like I don't want to talk to them, but I just kind of want to explore and do my thing. But I could use your help. Mm -hmm. You're kind of caught up and like you probably are going to need to find a team and talk to someone. Yeah, your 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 teammates will drag you towards a checkpoint, and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm almost getting there. Oh, load screen, it's <sighs> taking me to where they are and then now. It crashes. Um, <laughs> no, I hope that's not the case in the final. Um, yeah, I, I love the gunplay. How, how many um, javelins did you use? All of them. You use all of them. Okay, so I only I used forty hours. I only used the ranger and the storm. Okay, yeah, I've used I fell all in love them. with the storm. That is the other thing, man. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the javs. Um, there's I love that we're calling the javs. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I'm all about it. But uh, I went in thinking. You were just gonna like kind of one or two would really be 
you know, great and the other ones need work. They are all vastly different, but they have really, they just feel so good. Yeah. And uh, the Colossus is actually, it's the one that you're, maybe if it's not your play style and it's usually not mine, that big tank type, you're not likely to try it, but oh my God, try it because, and I'll tell you why, the coolest freaking thing you can do and it shows the level of detail with the gameplay programming that you could, you know, take for granted otherwise. So he has a shield. So in Anthem, you have your health meter and then you have your blue shield on top, like a lot of games these days, right? Colossus does not have a blue shield. Colossus has an actual shield. So you basically just have your health, which are pretty resilient, and not until you pull out your shield and then you see a separate new meter just for that shield. That's cool. It's really cool. But the coolest part <laughs> is you can actually shield charge at people. And so you'll get these rows of enemies and you literally charge at them. Reinhardt. And you like uh, it's literally like the Hulk running through a crowd. It's like gush, 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 gush. they go flying. And you can actually hold the shield while you're flying and bash the shield into people. So there's like these little touches on the classes, and that's a great example. I'm like, it's just fun to play. Yeah. I was saying earlier about the classes on one of the other episodes that you can switch between. You don't need to stick to one of them. Like that's what a great call. Super important that people understand that too. With the jabs, you earn them as you level up. I'm gonna always say jabs. I love it. I love it. Uh, So you earn them at level two, eight, sixteen, and twenty-eight. I think, and the way it works is you're just unlocking them as part of your story and experience and you might want to switch them. And I think a lot of people look at Destiny and other games are like, oh, I don't know which class to choose. It's the number one question I get. The only thing you got to worry about is which classes do you want to choose first between two and eight, especially, because the rest are going to be a bit of a grind. And really the last one, you know, what if you find out this Colossus is like totally OP and you're like, oh no, I didn't do it till last. But whatever, I think that's a nice problem to have if you want to play all of them. So. I could not believe the level of customization with the colors oh yeah the, it it, I, it can really make it your own right? it felt like there's a program in in 3d arts when you're making game like art for games it's called substance painter and hmm. it is it's it literally reminded me of that where it's all these different spheres and it's do i want brushed metal do i want do i want painted plastic do i want painted metal do i want a, a brass looking thing do i want shiny it's all like old 3ds platinum Max, like. yeah exactly it reminded me of this <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of a 3d program and then so you pick the material for at least six different parts yeah, of your javelin hard plastic there's uh yeah clean metal and old oh, no, metal. I, I meant like uh the, the six different parts of like so like for the storm there's Oh yeah, the these, cape. Yeah, the, they all have these pieces. different materials that you can add on to or whatever. And then from there, you customize the colors. Right, but yeah, the, the, I a mean, full color wheel. <laughs> yes, but no, you're right. Each one of those parts, you can choose to either be like a matte plastic, or yeah. you can choose like a special metal, which has its own type of characteristics. And in those cases, you actually can't color them. Yeah, they're just they're just metal types. I mean, they have different. Yeah, they have rose gold and whatever. Yeah. But it's actually interesting. It's so detailed that one thing I noticed to your point there. I was playing the early demo, or no, the private um, setup that I got with EA because we played it before the demo, so it was the near final game. I changed one of the materials and I was so confused because I just couldn't how to change the, figure out how to change the colors and I noticed that that material, right. yeah. yeah, you go right, but that material had two choices because it had, it was the etched version. So it had the b- sort of black etch line which you could change as well as the uh, embossed part of it. Depending on how the yeah. light hits it or whatever. 
Well, no, it was like uh, interlay sort of texture. Oh, wow. I don't know if you've seen that one or it's like a crosshatch is a better way to put it. So you could actually color the line as well as the color, but only if you had that material equipped. So the point is it's, it's got tons of depth. My, the, yeah, my mind was blown with the customization of the Javelin and, and that alone was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, again, I feel like one of this game's biggest selling points is how cool it is. And it feels like with Destiny uh, 2, one of the biggest criticisms were it's like, why can't I just make my thing look how I want it without yeah. having to pay or without it the changing my stats or without was, all this oh, stuff? Yeah. This is them being like, hey, we're giving people what they want because like that, True. we want you to feel cool, look cool, yeah. be cool. Yeah. Jab it up, I, baby. I think Jab it's it worth noting, though, the final disclaimer, though, is that just like with Destiny 2, I mean, we didn't really know what to expect. We thought they learned from the first one, and we assume Anthem learned from all the games before it. And when it comes out, we assume that a lot of it will be great. But we don't know. So, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not sure, I know I'm excited. I hear people even saying, they're like, man, hearing Fran talk about it, I'm in. Um, but be careful still if you're not sure and wait yeah. and see if you're not in a rush. But I, again, I have high confidence, but there's so much I haven't seen. And like the last thing I would want is for someone to turn around and maybe it was like, same thing with Division One. It was like, wow, that uh, was not like I thought. They have a lot of work to do. I don't think Anthem's gonna be in that scenario, but it could, it could still weeks happen. February 15th, origin Wait. premiere, and then Ooh. February 22nd for the official launch. Oh, they're room. doing that that really popular Confused. EA Oh, everyone release. loves that. Super popular. <laughs> <laughs> Super simple, you know. We yeah. don't need a, God, wait, a it's a week away. Yeah. Holy, or it's the week of uh, when this launches full on YouTube. It's like, I won't be this playing, Friday. I won't be playing on PC, unfortunately. I will. I might get it. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. No, nah, you'll, you'll probably be. Dude, it's beautiful on PC. Although I've heard flying on PC does not feel great. Don't play mouse and keyboard. I mean, I, I get why people want to aim with it. I could go off for hours longer on why don't you just play with the controller because it's an ability-based mm -hmm. RPG with positioning your your uh, jab. Like, why do you need to aim so precisely? I get it, and some people love that feel, that precision on the mouse, but uh, the flying is uh, no bueno right now. They know that. There's some patches coming. Okay. But I've heard you have to lower your sensitivity to like the lowest thing possible. But then it changes when you swim. So when you are using the mouse to fly. Oh my God. The first moment we hit the water, Bear and I were like, whoa. No. Holy yeah. shit. Like, this is awesome. Oh, you. I thought you were going to say how bad no, the just mouse say, was. No, just saying the one mission where you're like, you're oh, flying. It's yes. like, come down here and. And it's just like this dude, whole. Dude, there's sound that's, effects oh and atmosphere. God. is so cool. There's actually in the free play. Getting goosebumps right now, dude. Yeah. In the free play, one of the coolest things I discovered, like I dove down into this big like yeah. river um, and I was flying through it and I noticed like this wall False of mass light. is there. Like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I noticed. Yeah, Jar Jar. You saw no, dude. I, uh, I noticed this like wall of light almost, but I was like, I was underwater and under all this stuff. And it was like a waterfall, and it doesn't totally make sense, but it's a SpongeBob rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a flat wall of water, and you you fly out of it. And, you, and I turned around right away, and I like flew in this waterfall, and you could fly into the water like full that's speed. So cool! Like, it's so cool. Oh, oh man, that's it's a cool that's ass game, cool. dude. So, anyway, video games speaking, are cool, of, man. speaking of cool ass video games, games are cool. Man. Final thing of the day: Apex Legends. Yeah, dude. When wow. I when I can play it, oh my god, I'm addicted to this goddamn game. <laughs> I You've been having a lot of issues, a lot, lot of crash issues. Huh? PS4 Pro. Yeah. A lot of issues. Xbox One. Oh, X. Really? You you're playing on that? Yeah. Shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. Add me. Let's fucking yeah. play. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna download gonna it everywhere. Soon. I'm gonna so. download it everywhere. Crossplay, but not cross progression. Yeah, yeah which is like I don't really care about crossplay. I'd rather have cross progression. Exactly. Kind of weird. It's big issues. Kind of weird. Um, yeah. Yes, I think it's. I think Respawn did an incredible job with this game. I think they learned every problem that every other battle royale has and somehow improved upon it. I feel like it's. If you're an antisocial person, the ping system is the most genius thing ever. Oh, yeah. 
made and designed in a game. I think it's so smart. Uh, no fall it damage. Works, man. It's, it's, honestly, the, the ping thing to me, it's like it. It's so intuitive that like you know, I'm not a big shooter guy. I'm definitely not a, like I'm not into this type of multiplayer thing. We were doing a party mode of it, and I'm in a room that was kind of far from you and Nick. And I was like, oh, do you guys have shields? And Nick was like, no, come to me or like, where are you at? And like, I just pinged that. I'm like, he knows where this is now. Like yeah. instantly, he knows where to come to find it. And it's not this weird like communication problem of like language barrier. You yeah. know what I mean? It really is one of the most ingenious, simple, elegant things in the game. And it shows the pedigree that Respawn and all of their producers and everyone has. Like, this game is not an early access. You know, they're bucking this trend of like, well, you know, we were whatever. Well, it's free, so it's going to have issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes with a stigma of, and amazing what PUBG did, by the way. And it's amazing. It came out early access and it innovated and people followed. And I would never take away from it. But now on the backside, they're looking at that now, two years ago, right? And they're like, huh, maybe we should try something. And then, right, they're in the middle of developing this, just so you know, right? They had started way back then. Then Fortnite came out after they already started development. Now they get to learn from that. And so you're right. They went through all this stuff. And I literally think, yeah, they had this checkboard of like, what frustrates people? How do we fix this? The ping system, man. Like, I, yeah, I don't know how many times right in Fortnite. I was like, oh, over here, do you want this? And you're like, where, where? Where? Oh, it's the blue house Two and story. upstairs. Yeah. Where? I don't see it. And you're like, ah. Um, and, the, and in this game, you literally, well, on mouse, it's you just, whatever. You press the mouse button. But any button, you just ping. And it's context sensitive. How genius. Yeah. You can uh, just ping an item and it's like, got a R99 here or whatever. And it's so genius that they have all the voice callouts because you don't have to talk to anyone. Um, even for ammo, you can open up your menu and without a dial wheel saying, I need ammo, you point to your ammo and it'll just say like- I need heavy or whatever. I need heavy ammo. Yeah. And you know on the bottom of the screen who it's coming from. Now, so. Genius. I think because of how genius this ping system is that they prioritized it, thus making your ordinances and your health less of a priority because, uh, and it may not be, the, it's probably not the same for PC, but on console, it's a little frustrating to have to either tap right to use the thing or tap right to get to the thing and then hit right trigger to use the thing. I feel I hate those extra steps. I will say, so Tim, have you had a chance to really play it yet? I'm never going to play it okay. to a level of like so, you guys are talking about. I'm having a blast with it. We did yeah. uh, Party Mo. We played three oh, yes, matches. Played. Oh, played, yeah, yeah. yeah, we played several. But matches, I, yeah. I enjoyed, this is a thing to people that know my style of video games. I enjoyed this game so much that while I was playing Kingdom Hearts, I was like, I need to, I like paused it, so turned it off booted up my Xbox and was like, I need to play a couple matches. And I was just playing through by myself, having a blast, losing every time. But like, it's just fucking fun. I love the look of the world. Yeah. I love how it's like, you know, these Battle Royale games, I feel like they need to keep trying to one up each other in the the map meaning something and having its distinct yeah. areas. I love, this thing just looks cool and it has a, a layer of polish that I haven't seen yet in it any of does. them. And I didn't play yeah. Black Ops 4, so. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. What is your general history of shooters? If if and all you like them are I love Halo. Okay, so that's you're a big history. Halo fan. Yeah. Did you get into Titanfall very much? Either? No. Yeah. See, and I think that's amazing though that there's and this is what I've been hearing from people. There's this like instant like hook feel. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, it just feels it, good. Well, you, it feels good. That's yeah. the thing. Going back to what you're talking about with the Mario and things, all that man. stuff. It's like what, getting your hands on this. I'm like, ooh, 
I yeah, get just this. a little like animation. It all comes together nicely, but again, it wasn't that they threw it together. It's been years in the making and comes out of obviously all the experience making Titanfall. Yeah. But going back to what you brought up, I will say I went through the same thing is everything's easy to use. You pick up attachments and they just hot swap and it takes like, you know, maybe a couple dozen games, but overall you're like, fine, I understand what's going on now, but it's, in a game like PUBG, it's very confusing. You're like, what ammo is this gun take again? It's like very yeah. strategic. And they, they definitely yeah. help out the user a lot by saying, hey, the scope you have is better than the scope on the ground. Yeah, you literally, so yeah. if it, to, just to draw the comparison, if you don't know, in PUBG, if you have attachment stuff, and I don't know if they've really changed it, but the point is you have to know what attachments go on the other gun and like swap stuff around. And like now, if you have stuff that works on another gun, you just pick it up and it it all switches yeah. instantaneously. Super I smart. did really like how it says, you like, you already have this. or like, you have you, a better you have something one. better. I like that. Yeah. But I do feel like just jumping in, this game has a higher learning curve than it's the other ones on so far. Besides the building in Fortnite, which I do think is like a beast to itself. But I like Fortnite's like color-coded system. Because like that's simple to know of like if this thing's whatever color, it's better than the yeah, other. Yeah, I guess gun, this right? has that, but only for items. That, it doesn't the guns are not. And, and that's my thing is I have no idea what gun I should be and using. I asked them about that, and like it's definitely they they had to think about how to balance that, right? And you're right, there's there's like, um, you're right, there's no rarity. You can get a fully kitted gun and it'll say and it's it'll yellow. Be colored, yeah. Or if it has a purple scope, it'll be purple. But it's not that the gun itself, and you're right, like how do you know if the flat line or the hemlock AR is better or whatever? You're like, I don't know, should I use devotion? So At that point, it just comes with playing the game. So the good news is there's not a ton of guns. You only have to choose from a few and very quickly within days now. I mean, the community is already figured out. So I'm, I actually think if you just play it and BR's, that one's going to come fairly naturally, um, but Fortnite has trained you to think the other way. But uh, I did talk to them about it, and they were like, they said that they leaned into the ammo type because they didn't want you to have to worry about picking up these different ammo types, which PUBG is a little more like deep into. So you have like, you know, your gold, your teal, your green. It's pretty basic, but the point is, there are You're heavy. Red for shotties. It's supposed to apply. This is a heavy ammo gun. You're supposed to be a little less worried that it's an AR or an LMG because it's about like ammo type. So I don't know, that was one of the things they looked at. But um, I mean, honestly, overall, they have a lot of info. I don't think they overdid it. It is- I'm you know, wildly impressed yeah. with this game, dude. It's just a game you gotta play and you'll you'll learn it. It's a language, man, and it's yep. not that hard to learn. Actually. I'm impressed with this game time. from every every standpoint, really. And like I feel like as a, a student of the industry and somebody that like really appreciates the marketing side of stuff, I think this was brilliant. I think this is definitely a perfect example of how to launch a good game. Yeah, you know, it's like they they That's really free. they they, they put a lot of thought into like hey let's make a successful launch and 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 guarantee that this game has sustainability based on the quality of the game not based on promises not based on anything else just like hey it's here you can play it and we're gonna give you reasons to support us financially mm -hmm. you played for one night and you're like fuck it I'm buying this uh, yeah thing. I and like, I saw you buy the or whatever the hell it's bucks. called yep. yeah I'll give them 10 bucks here and there yeah, yeah. for like a skin uh, yeah and essentially because the battle pass is coming it's coming in March and they're gonna have seasons um I also got to give them credit uh, on that point and I was really happy that I asked them this I said wait a second there's like all this microtransaction stuff and it's EA, right? And everybody wants to know, had a deep discussion about choosing prices, you know, and they're like, well, we do look at our competitors. So thanks Fortnite, because that's why stuff costs 20 bucks in this game, because you're buying it in Fortnite. So until you don't yeah. buy it. But anyway, I said, wait, there's no emotes. Like there's no like dances, there's nothing like an anthem. And I, that one stood out because you would totally pay to have these amazing dances to do victory dances. You just don't want to get sued. There are finishers. <laughs> no. 
That's people joke with that. It wasn't that. And I really respect them. And I think they really meant it. They said, honestly, like it can kind of be used. You know, you see it in Fortnite occasionally, like certain things will give you an advantage of like a bullet goes over you. Or yeah, something. that's true. And they said, we, we just don't want to deal with that right now. Um, from a competitive standpoint, we are taking it seriously. So I give them credit that it wasn't like they just looked at microtransactions mm -hmm. and said, we'll throw everything in there. Um, I think they've been very thoughtful and like again, respawn, like that is, a company, a team that made ultimately Modern Warfare 2 and some other very high caliber things before they went on to make several Titanfalls. So, I mean, they know what they're doing and boy, does it show. I'm really, yeah. I'm really happy for them. And I hope this is the game that gives them sort of the freedom to make whatever they want to do now. Obviously they're working on Star Wars, but like, yeah. I really hope this is gives like, me hope for that. this now. is like that huge sort of breakout success that EA says, hey man, you all the, fucking do whatever I, you I want. I kind of feel like this today, is right? But like, you, I feel like this is them being like, this they, is what we want to do. You no. said today they were already that, right? You said they Th that's were That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying is I feel like this is proof of them like oh. having that already and proving that they they deserve it. Oh, really? Because like, this to me feels like Radical Heights. Yeah, They're, no. Like, I'm obviously, like, like, you know, different successes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but this yeah. to me feels like the Radical Heights of, like, we need to make this Battle Royale because it's hot and hopefully we can... Obviously, it's really, really good, so I'm not, like, down-talking it at all, but... The way Cliffy B released Radical Heights in order to hopefully give them run enough runway for the next game and it yeah. didn't work out. That's what See, this kind I, of felt like to me. I, I was, think it's different but though. But that was rushed out. Yeah. So. They, yeah. To me, this feels like this is the, the game that they wanted to make and they put it out the way that they wanted to put it out. And and that's my thing is like I've been reading a lot of different articles and interviews and like I've talked to like different people in, in different places. Uh, <laughs> Secret sources. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to say anything too specific, but like they're saying that like the conundrum with uh, and the fiasco of Titanfall 2 launching next to Battlefield, supposedly, despite yeah. popular belief, that wasn't EA. That was Respawn. Yeah, I, I've like, read a few We want to do this. Then. We want to launch now. And like now when it's like, oh, Anthem and this, why would you put them so close together? It's Respawn being like, I want to put this out now. We want to put this out now. And to me, that says like they have their own plans. And like, especially when you see this game and with how much thought they put into it of the current landscape of video games. And like they believed in this product and they believed in getting it out so that people can just get their hands on it and, and trust in it. I don't think that this is a proof of concept for what could be next. I think this is the thing that they wanted to Got do. Got it. You know, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Man, no fall damage is great. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love, I love no like, fall damage. I love the, the being with your squad coming down. I think three is a great number. Yeah. I love being able to split off if you wanted to, but it's just so many weird little quality of life things. Yeah. I love the addition of characters, like the classes and stuff. Like That's so cool. And the different abilities. Like It's just such yeah, the rad abilities. Stuff. Yeah, it's interesting that it, at face value, you're like, oh, they took Overwatch, they took PUBG, mm -hmm. and they took Call of Duty background more than anything. I don't actually think it took a lot of Fortnite. Fortnite was obviously Or Titanfall. And well, some, Just a the little maneuverability. There's a little bit, yeah, a little bit of those feet and sliding. <laughs> oh, the sliding and the sliding so fucking so cool. You slide down a whole hill. But if, at face value, you're like, they just took all those things and mashed them together. And by the way, when I saw the reveal, I was like, this looks good, but it looks like they just kind of mashed them together oh i was i doubted the hell out of it i was like there's yeah when people wanted it. a titanfall br they wanted a titanfall like, br not necessarily with yeah. titans but mm -hmm. they want the wall running they want like yeah. the zip lining stuff and uh well i guess you get zip lining with uh yeah what's his face oh, you just made me forget his name it starts with a q a q really shit Soundwave is what we're calling <laughs> yeah that's what tim calls him Soundwave. uh but all i was gonna say is at face value you'd look at it and you would doubt sightline it. Right? It's, uh, you might be right about that. Uh, I'm looking up. I think I was. <laughs> I know. Jump I thought, master. 
His name was no. His name I thought <laughs> it was start with a Q because on PC you use Q to use the zip line. I'm uh, an idiot. Uh, a lot okay. of late nights playing this game actually yeah. is why. But anyway, at face value you can say, look, it looks like it's just taking these old ideas and mashing together. It honestly is its own thing. And it um, works. They really have proved to me this is not even. I think they want to utilize the world of Titanfall and, by the way, explain some Path of the Pathfinder. Like, yeah, Pathfinder. Explain some of the world stuff. And so they leaned into it, but there's no Titans. And I'm fine with that now. But at first, I was like, it's going to be a stripped down Titanfall taking these other elements. But no, man, it all comes together nice. And then they do these really ingenious things that just, it feels good. My um, biggest complaint about the game is the name. And it's like, I know at this point it's yeah. too late and it doesn't matter. It's a hit. I'm Who okay cares? with it. I just it's, think it's, that it's, it's so lame and like Apex Legends. I think it is too, but it's like a game show that they're showing like who's the legend of Ape. You know, like it's yeah. like they're with the banners showing like who the top killer I, is and all that fun stuff. I think it's weird to have a two name game. What if it was just called Apex? That'd be cooler. Yeah. Is that yeah, why? I think yeah. That'd be cooler. I have I a feeling know. that they couldn't do Apex or something and they're like, well, it is about the legends and because it is odd, right? I mean, granted, PUBG is different, it's battlegrounds. Wait, just Battlegrounds, but Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. But it is mostly one name. Mm -hmm. It's weird to have a two-name game. I think that's what's getting people. It I, sounds I just, overdone. I think it's weird. I don't that, care. And again, it doesn't matter. They've, I just it's call a it success Apex. already. People call it Apex. They do and play it's, Apex. It's fine. They don't but say play Apex I just think Legends. it's weird that they didn't involve Titanfall, even though it's not Titanfall. And I understand that. And also, I don't know that putting Titanfall in the name would have been a good idea. I, so th it's I think like, it's really smart they didn't. They didn't. It yeah, was so, confusing. Is heck. Mm -hmm. so I'm but glad. I just like I, I guess here's my thing. When I when I went to download it on my Xbox One, I went to the the hot tab or whatever the hell. Right. Hot brown tab. You, you see, yeah, hot brown. Hot brown. <laughs> Good words. Uh, and I'm seeing all the different games. This did not stand out at all. You know, it's just kind of there. So maybe is it about the characters and the color just, palette, or is it actually just the logo and the the, the that logo, general? the name, like the it branding of the generic. game to me seems very generic and like I it's not there. as good as the rest of the game. I guess that's the the best point. No, I can you're make, right. Is I, like, everything else is such high quality and took the best of each each yeah. thing. This is like okay. I love that there are no um, hard counters right now, at least with the heroes and classes that you're picking, or like in Overwatch, it, it kind of mm. feels like the start of Overwatch where nobody fully knew how to counter certain characters mm -hmm. and uh and I, I love that about that and i hope that they kind of keep that trend where now in overwatch it's so like oh they're picking this while i'm picking this then yeah and thus making you useless like i love that every character kind of has their own quirks that do make them worth like they, yeah, they make I mean, them that, have worth that's the twist they put on it was the ability based battle royale i mean you certainly have like abilities in fortnite and but it's the way they do this, the fact that you have a superpower or even a sub power, um, it really changed the game. Yeah, like Pathfinder can grapple quickly up places or create a full zip line with, so is that the super? Cool. With his, like, his, his ultimate, yeah. Yeah, the ultimate creates an entire zip line for your party. And there's like all those things um, to balance out, it's a lot harder than you'd think. And, it, yeah, and that's going to be over good. time, you know? Yeah, I will say with the game right now, I am definitely feeling though, if you don't have a lifeline or a Gibraltar, uh, somebody that's a little more powerful or a lifelines dealer, she can like red, um, drop like a health pack and stuff. I'm feeling like you kind of need that ideally, but also I'm probably wrong. Like some people are probably running all of a certain type of class and you'll find out it's OP. But I'm not feeling it's vastly unbalanced, though, to your point. No, same. I don't feel like I get a super dropped on me. And I'm like, holy crap, are you kidding right. me? They're like little touches, and they go a long way. I, um, um, I, I do like the idea of also when you open up the map at the beginning, it's showing you 
we're going to have more loot in this spot yeah, or the this hot spot. Zone. I love the ship that Sh has purple. Random ship drop. Yeah, I think it's really, really creative. It's another, so literally, that's where you go back to that list and they said, okay, it's hard to find items. So we created the pink system. It's hard to talk to each other. We created the pink system. Uh, everybody just goes to the Tilted Towers or the popular spot. They created a hot zone. So, like, you're sending people randomly to these places. And then, like, the moving ship, like, there's all these little things that, I think they've really uh, solved some issues with like the traditional BRs, and I think that's going to influence you know some thoughts that the other ones have. I before we move on or end or whatever, I do want to disclaim as I had before. I am getting crashes with my 2080 on PC. I think did you have technical issues? Yes, I'm so crashing living. about like every third or fourth game, Ooh. and even when we just in the middle of the game, dude. Yes, I'm in the middle of our party mode, uh, we're playing oh, and we were God. doing pretty damn well. Yeah, and there was a zip line, and he's going across it and shit. Just crashes. We look over at him, and his character's just hanging midway on the zip line. Yeah, and last night was especially frustrating because I, I I don't mind a game early. I understand game development. Like I I get that there are going to yeah. be problems, and I I definitely do not mind the crashes in the beginning of games. Partying up. Sometimes you exit a game and then it kind of locks up. You got to restart the game. That's fine. I can manage that. But middle of a battle royale. Oh my gosh! That last uh, last night I sort of had the final straw where after at least like. I feel like I had five crashes throughout Oof. my three-hour stream a lot more than or so. PS4 Pro, right? PS4 Pro, yeah. And then I, I'm, like the pro. I'm with the squad, and we just took out like I took out the kill leader. You have to eliminate. I was like, fuck, I'm feeling good. I have like three, <laughs> I have like three kills right now. I have my fucking peacekeeper shots on. Feeling great right now. Let me get this. Let me get this stuff. Where are we going to next, guys? Who are you playing at? Freezes. Um, I was um, uh, Bloodhound. Ooh, yeah. So, the game down. just freezes, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And it crashed, and it was, like, my final straw of the night, where I, I kind of, like, rage quit. I was yeah. like, I'm fucking ending what this What place stream. were you at? Um, I think there was, like, maybe you five or four farther. squads left. I got it even worse, dude. Let me explain <laughs> to you. So, it was, I think, the first night or something, maybe the second one. I'm closing in with CJ Gibson from IGN yeah, and yeah. this guy Click It that I always play. I've been playing Back to Trials on Destiny and it's the sweaty team and frankly, they're helping carry me. But I was like playing well. And that's the one thing about this game too. I feel like I'm playing well in, in it. Uh, yeah, same here. I'm just like not, a sh I'm not Shroud. I'm not like this amazing natural shooter, but feeling good. Anyway, I am, but that's fine. Yeah, I need to play. <laughs> teach me, Senpai. <laughs> so dude, we're coming in and we get this choke point. And it's through that big like hallway uh, building in the center. Long story short, I'm like, let's go here. The circle's closing in two sides. I'm like, it's gonna be inside the building. We're gonna get choked in with the last team. We get inside, everything's going my way. I got a sniper, whatever. We get in the hallway. I'm playing Bangalore. I got the smoke dropping. It's like a Michael Bay movie. And I <laughs> headshot someone, 109 headshot. <laughs> like, let's go. And I go up the stairs and they're like, drop the smoke, you know? And like, there's smoke everywhere because there was a Bangalore on their team. And then I just open fire and I knock someone down and we were literally that was the last squad and meanwhile I had CJ and click on discord my game crashes out I'm out they finished the match I didn't get my win and it happened again last night I got the same situation almost oh, so there's something going on that I've heard of with the GTX uh, RTX 1080 but maybe other driver issues do towards the end of the game and so now I'm like afraid to play because I was left like oh yeah I mean, it's blue balls, the yeah. worst kind, man. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I want my battle royale. Yeah, I, so I, <laughs> I won my second match ever, and I was like, all right, I'm pretty decent at this game. So and no wins. From then on, it's been every other, I'd say like every three or four games, I get a 
a blue screen and it just gives me the error code the or whatever. ball screen of death. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, last night I played mm. off stream uh, with my buddy Brian Riley from Rooster Teeth and Khalif uh, from yeah, Spawn on Me. me. Oh, cool. yeah. And so we partied up and we we're playing and I feel like every 10 minutes I'd be like, man, I'm so scared I'm going to crash. Like I just felt That's that what I'm dread. feeling right now. I felt the dread, yeah. yeah. It's especially because I've only got it in the top two places so far. Oh, I so forgot it feels to, I, like it's a bug for the top place. I forgot to mention, I love respawning characters. Oh my God. Another oh, that's brilliant really cool That's a smart like, idea. The, the idea of like, we could pick up our dead player's banner who has been, who was downed and was shot and killed. We could pick up their banner and take it to this drop zone. Do we risk close. it? Yep. Do we risk it or do we go, go on to without him? We see squads over there. I love that sort of. What's cool about that? Risk it for the biscuit. It being a the three player, you have to do three. You can't do the the solo and stuff. It's so team based that I love that when your characters die, you don't need to sit and wait and watch your whole team yeah. play for an entire match to get back in. There is that risk it biscuit thing where you're like, okay, we could bring him back if it's worth it. I, that's so well designed. Yeah. So cool. I love yeah. it. Feels great. Uh, Again, I want to play more. I'm just really, really worried. I hope that they release a patch sometime soon. Because um, I I put out a tweet, anybody else crashing, and got a lot of no's and some I've yes all the time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got a lot of no's, though, for sure. And I got a lot of people like, play on Xbox, play on PC. Mm -hmm. It's like, guys, I mean, yeah. maybe. Yeah, the, the last <laughs> thing, uh, the last thing I would bring up that I don't know if it was touched on a lot, but in the interview, I asked him, I said, wait, why is it 60 players? Are you guys trying to like get it to 100? And they were like, yeah, uh, just right now it's 60. But I was doing some math, and I was like, Wait, it's trios, but you know, maybe it was just three squads of three. <laughs> if it was ninety nine, it would still add up. But if they're going for a hundred, that m might mean they wanted to do squads, maybe, um, and maybe it turned out that they had to do three to start. I'm just speculating. I think they were just rounding. So up. I think what will happen is <laughs> they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll either jump to like a, around the eighty mark and they'll try increasing towards the ninety nine or hundred. But then I have no doubt eventually squads will come in and solos. Like this is a place to start. Again, season pass starts in March. And uh, this is, it's interesting that it's a full launch and they did such a good job. You're like, oh, wow, it's done. But no, they've got a lot of stuff coming. And I'm just excited to get more people on the map yeah. without the crashes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for joining us here. We will see you next week. Or if you want to watch Kind of Funny Games daily, every weekday, twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, 10 a.m. Till next time. I love you.